0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Americans, lady Americans. This is James Brown. I want to talk to you about one of our most deadly killers in the country today. I had a dream the other night and I was sitting in my living room. Just goes off to sleep, so I started dreaming. I dream I walked in a place and I saw a real strange weird object standing up talking to the people, and I found out it was heroin, that deadly drug that go in your vein. He said, I came to this country without a passport. Ever since then, I've been hunted and sought. My little white grains are nothing but waste, soft and deadly and bitter to taste. But I'm a world of power, and all know it's true use me once, and you'll know it too. I can make a mere schoolboy forget his books. I can make a world-famous beauty neglect her looks. I can make a good man forsake his wife, send a greedy man to prison for the rest of his life. I can make a man forsake his country and flag, make a girl sell her body for a $5 bag. Some think my adventure's are joy and a thriller but I'll put a gun in your hand and make you a killer. In cellophane bags, I found my way to heads of state, to children at play. I finance in China, ran in Japan. I'm respected in Turkey, and I'm legal in Siam. I take my addicts and make them steal, borrow beg. bag. Then they search for a van and the arm or the leg. So be you Italian, Jewish, black or mechs. I can make the most virile of men forget their sex, so now, so now my man, you must, you know, do your best to keep up your habit until you arrest. now the police have taken you from under my way. do you think they dare defy me, I, who am king, now, you must lie in that county jail. Well, I can't get to you by a visit or mail. So squirm with this comfort, wiggle and cough. (coughs) Six days of madness, (laughs) and you might throw me off. Curse me in name, defy me in speech. But you'd pick me up right now if I were in your reach. All through your center, you become resolved to your fate. Fear not, young man or woman, I'll be waiting at the gate. Don't be afraid, don't run, I'll not chase. Sure, my name is Helwin, and you'll be back for a taste. Behold, you're hooked, your foot is in the stirrup, And make haste, mount the steed, and ride him well. For the white horse of Helwin will ride you to hell, to hell. Will ride you to hell until you are dead. Dead, brother. Dead. This is a revolution of the mind. Get your mind together and get away from drugs. That's.
1: So slap me right here
2: This is The B, and you're listening to Labor and Love Radio every Saturday morning between 12, 10 and 12 down here at Mutiny Radio, corner of uh, Florida and 21st. We do our labor show. Labor news, labor history, labor opinion by, for, and about working people just like you where we remind you if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get if you don't have a seat at the table the negotiating table that is where you work you're on the menu and never but never Let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. Welcome, everybody. I hope you had a good week and good work. We've got a show for you today that includes, as you probably heard, you're listening to our beginning here we had Edda james you got to serve somebody and that's really part of our credo here too no matter what you're doing you're serving somebody the devil the lord capital or labor. you got to serve somebody if you don't stand up they'll say you stood up for sitting down Prior to that, we had fight the power with public enemy. We got to fight the powers that be. And the first one was one of the saddest songs I know by the great James Brown called King Heroin, referring to the horrific epidemic, opioid epidemic that's racking our our people. Well, we're going to talk about some stuff today as we usually do. Got a recording by a group called The Intentions. I want to check that one out with you, a new group. Well, I was trying to get to n- new business, new songs, new music here. So if you... If you know of, you know, someone who sings topical music, especially, you know, Latino, Middle Eastern, from different parts of the world, the movement, quote unquote, the work is universal. What are your rights if the ice stops you? Regardless of your immigration status, you have guaranteed rights under the Constitution. We'll go over that. We'll hear from Radio Labor, our weekly World Labor Report. Look at some voices of labor, history of the working class. Today in labor history, July 20th, the 19th. We'll go over some of the others. On labor notes, we got viewpoint as big three negotiations open, which way forward for the auto workers? Amazon protests on prime day. Amazon warehouse worker, why I'm taking action. Then we got our two Francescas, Francesca Fiorentini and Francesca Ramsey. We've got a poem by our own station manager, Pam Benjamin, thinking about Marxism and the analysis of capitalism from the point of view of the worker. first time on the radio and then we had the intentions well we'll go look at them ah well let's look at our credos I was I referred there to our credos here on labor and love radio So let's bring them up. Sometimes I forget to uh, say them by the time we're, you know, at the end of the show. We don't have time. But here they are. These are simple things that we take for granted on this show. Hopefully you do too. Utah Phillips talking about child labor. Well, kids don't have a little brother working in the coal mine. They don't have a little sister coughing her lungs out in the looms of the big mill towns of the Northeast. Why? Because we organized. We broke the back of the sweatshops in this country. We have child labor laws. They were not benevolent gifts from enlightened management. They were fought for. They were bled for. They were died for by working people by people like us. Kids ought to know that. That's why I sing these songs. That's why I tell these stories. Damn it. No root, no fruit. Let's do one more here. And later on, we'll come back to our credos. When the penalty for aborting after rape is more severe than the penalty for rape, then you know it's a war on women. This is kind of a standard way that people have of looking at uh, crimes like rape and coupling them with abortion rights for women. There's no man involved. The woman gets raped. It's her fault. The man may or may not be involved. The woman is pregnant. The man may or may not be involved. But if he isn't, the woman is a criminal if she wants to control her own body. Say it again. Anyone who is not in control of their own body is a slave. Period. That's simple. And you can't have slavery without a police state. Tip of the hat to to um, Tom. He went and saw a lecture by Tom Hartman about uh, policing. The origin of police, especially in the southern states, was as to keep to catch runaway slaves or to keep people subjected that's how it works okay you want to have uh, slavery and you got to have police who are going to go get people for being slaves force them to be slaves here's a little poetry I'm going to play the next set include a little poetry a poet uh, very popular in the 20th century, probably just as popular now among people who who follow poetry, who who's, have poetry part of their lives. Dylan Thomas, the Welsh poet, uh, one of the greatest lyric poets in English any time, uh, died at the age of 39, drank himself down to death. Anyway, this one is about...
3: Rage, rage against the dying of the light.
4: A South politician preaches to the poor white man You got more than the blacks, don't complain You're better than them, you've been born with white skin, he explained The Negro's name Is used, it is plain For the politician's game, as he rises to fame And the poor white remains on the caboose of the train But it ain't him to blame He's only a pawn in their game The deputy sheriffs, the soldiers, the governors get paid tool he's taught in his school from the start by the rule that the laws are with him to protect his white skin to keep up his hate so he never thinks straight about the shape that he's in but it ain't him to blame he's only a upon From the poverty shacks, he looks from the cracks to the tracks. And the hoof beats pound in his brain. He's taught how to walk in a pack, shoot in the back with his fist in a clench, to hang and to lend. hide neath the hood to kill with no pain like a dog on a chain he ain't got no name but it ain't him to blame he's only a pawn in their game today medgar evers was buried from the bullet he caught gun he'll see by his grave on the stone that remains carved next to his name his epitaph plain only upon
5: One light. Give me, uh, just let me just one, but Alan, one, one have a half minute, just, and I'll do it in a half minute. Just one red light, one red light, and just that one light. And, uh, and this sort of sums up my point of view as far as there's no right or wrong. That wrong means lost. Uh, my name was Adolf Eichmann. <laughs> the Jews came every day to what they thought would be fun in the showers, and mothers are quite ingenious. Ah, hear me out. They would take children and hide them in bundles of clothing. We found the children, scrubbed them, returned them to the chambers, and sealed them in. I watched through the portholes. They were daven beat pressed, and chant hey, my lieber hey, I will be full, give they took out their clean Jewish reverends, removed their teeth and hair for strategic defense. I made so out of them, I made so out of four of them, and they hung me in full view of the prison yard. People say Adolf Eichmann should have been hung. nine Do you recognize the who of them and all of you that you would have done the same if you dared know yourselves? I was a soldier, this is no defense that I was a soldier, a good soldier. I saw the end of a conscientious effort. I saw all the work that I did. I, Adolf Eichmann, watched through the portholes. I saw every Jew burned and turned into soap. Do you people think yourselves better because you burned your enemies at long distances with missiles? Without ever seeing what you had done to them, Hiroshima mm-hmm. Monomoran, Ach Wiedersehen, Good Night.
1: Lenny Bruce, ladies and gentlemen. Lenny Bruce.
0: Let the buyer beware.
2: OK, so we had uh, the great Dylan Thomas, Do Not Go Gentle Until That Good Night, probably uh, his most famous poem. Uh, Thomas never made much money, Uh, was an alcoholic, uh, philandered, and he wrote some of the most beautiful poetry uh, ever written in English. Thomas was one of those people who could make English, sing. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Fight for what you believe in. In other words. Then we had Malvina Reynolds. Malvina Reynolds uh, singing Bury Me in My Overalls. Working people, the the suit costs two weeks' pay, so I couldn't afford it. I'm showing up before St. Peter in my overalls as a working person. Then we had Robbie Robinson with Dylan's only a pawn in their game. Sadly, look around you, the people who are dedicated to Mr. Trump. Only pawns in his game being used by him. And um, these people believe with all their heart and soul. It's not like an intellectual or um, an intellectual affix, um, affiliation. It's something that's beyond what we would call their self-interest. They're only pawns in the, in the game of Mr. Trump. His policies have done very little or nothing for working class whites in this country. Working class anybody in this country. All right, let's uh, go to Radio Labor. And Radio Labor, every week we feature Radio Labor's worldwide report on the labor movement. Okay, it's done by uh, Radio Labor uh, English people, and their report covers the whole world. Let me remind you, today 6,000 working people around the world will die because of work-related causes. In the United States, that number is between 250 and 350. Working people who die every day from work-related causes. A sobering number, I think. Uh, Let's see, we're waiting for uh, Radio Labor to come in. Um, This is a poem by our own Pam Benjamin. And Pam has been uh, thinking, I guess, she's very hardworking. I mean, hardworking in the sense that without Pam Benjamin and her work, there would be no mutiny radio. It's that simple. Without her, there, would, there wouldn't be the Comedy Festival, the yearly Comedy Festival. She works very hard. But I'm also talking about how she works as an artist. She's been working on uh, a routine about labor, L-A-B-O-R, not just the kind we do day in and day out to survive, but the kind of work that women do in bringing their babies to term and bearing those children. That's called labor as well. The table shows no beer, no milk, to nourish our condition in times of great duress. Butter, sugar, meat weekly, how much is the cause of health? A cost of health. If diet aggravates disease, in my opinion, growing, and is affirmed by the poor, what is the greatest rule? The degrees between subsistence and household, here a costly space, additional pangs of hunger, drive us out into light and air, public scavenging, exposing poverty. When poorness is a sanitary context, where can we dwell? I am my neighbor, and neither of us have bacon, but who deserves adequate protection against weather? Terrible magnitudes of serious deprivation, ignored populations. Watch as they dine and hope for some leftovers. Okay, Pam nails it. Uh, An excellent poem, excellent reflection on the reasons for poverty in this world. We've got this immense national wealth, and we have this immense population of working people who don't have enough to exist on. That's the problem, okay? Let's look at one of our... uh, one of our credos, okay? This one about immigrants. Can I tell you a secret? This is from Really American. Can I tell you a secret? I don't even care if they're undocumented immigrants in this country. Without Social Security numbers, they aren't privy to the welfare people claim they get. The vast majority of them are normal people trying to live a better life. This whole wall, deport the illegals bullshit is just the 1% convincing the working poor to blame a subset of the working poor for the fact that they're all poor. Instead of realizing that the reason they are all poor is due to the vast income inequality and resource price inflation in combination with wage stagnation. You're poor because your boss isn't paying you enough money. It's not the fault of another worker. Women make less than men because their bosses can get away with it. Use your brains for heaven's sake. The existence of another poor person is not why you're poor. It's because the people who control everything refuse to increase your wages hello so you're not that into politics democratic socialists of la so you're just not that into politics huh your boss is your landlord is your insurance company is and every day they use their political power to keep your pay low raise your rent and deny you coverage. It's time to get in the politics, you know? Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? It's time to get in the politics. Well, those are our credos on this show. Um, still waiting on radio labor. Mm. let's see let's try it no we want radio labor. Okay. Look at something else. Is Francesca a communist? This is one of our favorites, Francesca Fiorentini. About hey, Frances.
5: hey, everyone.
6: This week we are not doing a regular episode. Instead, we're going to answer your questions. We ask you to ask us anything, so I'm joined by my producers and writers, and we're going to answer your burning questions, like how come Francesca doesn't have her own late night show? And is Francesca a full-blown communist? Answers to those questions and more right after
7: I'm Jesse, I'm a producer, I write jokes, I direct sometimes. I'm Matt Lieb,
8: I'm a host and producer and comedy writer.
9: I help write, research, edit, report, direct.
7: If you've written to us, it's probably me who's written you back, so surprise.
8: (laughs) Also, I've been told that I chew very loudly at my desk because uh, I like to chew with my mouth open because I can't breathe out of my nose. Doesn't keep them from laughing at me.
9: I also, um, cheer up everyone by playing the recorder around the office. Right, guys? It's a careless whisper. <laughs> How
6: does Francesca not have her own late-night show? I don't know. Call my managers. When in doubt, blame the algorithm. The algorithm is the reason why we can't get a late-night show, and also, funnily enough, responsible for the meth epidemic in Appalachia.
8: OMG, where's Francesca? D'onda esta mi novia, Francesca? Where's Francesca, where's Francesca, where's Francesca, where's Francesca, where's Francesca? Where's... I... Okay, Mr. Jewish, Italian, beautiful, handsome, Middle Eastern looking man. Hmm. Where is Francesca? The answer to the question, where's Francesca, which I get pretty much every time I do a video, uh, doing something else, all right? Otherwise, I wouldn't be hosting. Sometimes she got other things to do, and she calls on old Maddie Levy boy to step in. And I'm here, and I would like you to be present with me when I am here.
9: Question from Doom84 Can you answer where you got the name Newsbroke from? Yeah, we had a super long list.
8: We had Splaint. We had no filter.
9: Yes, we can't even.
6: Tragedy plus time I really liked. My favorite names honestly were Minor Meltdown. I also liked We're All Going to Die.
7: If I was here when they were deciding, I would have gone with
8: News Blues Clues. My absolute favorite was Lol Jazeera. I, to this day, Maintain that that would have been the best name for news broke. Welcome to Lul Jazeera <laughs> in Syria today. <laughs> so, yeah, we took uh, the news broke sentence and we, we put it together into one word news broke. Also, it kind of implies that, you know, uh, it's news and it's broken, like weird.
6: Mike Hayes says, Brilliant. Are you your own writer, Francesca? Either way, your delivery is always on point. Also, love the camera work slash lighting. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, So for the camera work and lighting, we have an awesome studio crew. We have Hugo Lopez, who's behind the camera right now. And we also have, in the control room, Christine LaMonica. And they're great. Our research...
7: Based on the information that we've found so far,
6: I usually take the first stab at every script. I write uh, about 75 to 80 percent of every every
7: episode. Lunch break. I hear there's a good grilled cheese place nearby. What is Cam and Bert? I don't know. I like new things. I'm gonna get that.
6: My awesome team helps us take it all the way and helps, you know, punch up.
9: Pieces that uh, I got to research individually was our No Lives Matter to the Pro Life Movement video. Also, I got to write a really funny parody song for that one. It's The Circle of Pro Life. It's The Circle of Pro
4: Life, and it us all.
9: Anytime I get to do music. I like it. Right guys, where's my recorder? Recorder? No. Don't. I really like the piece that we did
6: about uh, fake news. And we sort of found these hilarious little moments of fake newsery and weird shadow accounts and YouTube accounts trying to fake Americans into
7: and an abnormally tiny hands. And I also love the George Soros piece because I got to do my exposed voice. <laughs> exposed.
10: Soros is a neo Nazi.
6: Okay, the Philosso Gamer asks, How do you decide on a topic for the week? We have pitch sessions, just like any newsroom. Benjamin Johnson asks, News broke. When is the next time you will do a comedy sketch? I love the explainers, but I feel like you haven't done a sketch in a long time. I miss them.
9: It's because. Specific things do you enjoy about it? I don't know. I have the best job ever. I get to work with hilarious and super duper smart people. Francesca's an amazing reporter. And
2: I was hoping we'd get some answer to the question. Is Francesca a communist? But, um, it's more just a celebration of, of the news broke group and their point of view um how about this one
11: it's time to end welfare as we know it and get those greedy chiselers off the dole it's time to end welfare as we know it teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs to belly up to the public trough. No more welfare as we know it, no more handouts, cut them off. Now we should all be irate at this huge welfare state right here in this mightiest of nations. AFDC is disgraceful to me. I'm talking aid for dependent corporations. Free enterprise, ha! The cruelest of lies. It cost us 200 billion just last year. If they paid their fair share, we'd have billions to spare. It's time to tell them the buck stop here. Let's consider mine, Charlie mine, Hurwitz, mine, the CEO mine, at Maxim, holding mine, Redwood mine, Forests mine, hostage mine, in a vicious mine, little mine, tax scam. Mine. It's clear cut we picked up the tab for Charlie's union busting, then paid him to pollute our water. Jesus, that's disgusting. Charlie won't repay 500 million that he stole from a Houston SNL. What say we kick him off the dole? It's time to end welfare as we know it and get those greedy chiselers off the dole
3: it's time to end welfare
11: as we know it teach them a little self-control for far too long we've allowed these corporate hawks to belly up to the public trough no more welfare Bell Chihuahua begs for bucks for Frito-Lay And Poppin' Fresh from Pillsbury needs more dough every day (laughs) That thief Ronald McDonald and his sidekick Mayor McCheesy Hamburglarize our treasury in ways that make me queasy That nasty little mermaid took tax dollars overseas To hire thugs to bring poor Haitian workers to their knees It's (claps) time to end welfare as we know it and get those greedy chiselers off the dole. It's time to end welfare as we know it. Teach them a little self-control. For far too long, we've allowed these corporate hogs to belly up to the public trough. No more welfare. Every pocket here from sea to shining sea We must intervene to break this cycle of dependency ADM and Cargill, General Motors, Ford and Boeing ITT and Lockheed and that welfare line keeps growing, growing, growing Now Congress says we can't afford to subsidize the needy But before we slash the safety net Let's tell the truly greedy we're gonna end welfare as we know it and get those greedy chiselers off the dole we're gonna end welfare as we know it teach them a little self-control for far too long we've allowed these corporate hawks to belly up to the public trough no more welfare
12: America, I've given you all and now I'm nothing. America, $2.27, January 17th, 1956. America, I can't stand my own mind. America, when will we end the human war? Go fuck yourself with your atom bomb. I don't feel good, don't bother me. I won't write my poem until I'm in my right mind. (laughs) When will you be angelic? When will you take off your clothes? When will you look at yourself through the grave? When will you be worthy of your million Christs? America, why are your libraries full of tears? America, when will you send your eggs to India? (laughs) I'm sick of your insane demands. When will you reinvent the heart? When will you manufacture lambs? When will your cowboys read Spengler? When will your dams release the flood of Eastern tears? When will your technicians get drunk and abolish money? When will you institute religions of perception in your legislatures? When can I go into the supermarket and buy what I need with my good looks? (laughs) America, after all, it is you and I who are perfect, not the next world. Your machinery is too much for me. I don't want to work for a living. <laughs> you made me want to be a saint. There must be some other way to settle this argument.
13: <laughs>
12: I don't want to die young. I want to die old and unhappy. <laughs> I don't mind dying so long as it's not sorted. Now, Bowser's in Tangiers. years. I don't think he'll come back and it's sinister. Are you being sinister or is this some form of playing a practical joke? I'm trying to come to the point. I refuse to give up my obsession. America, stop pushing. I know what I'm doing. America, the plum blossoms are falling. (laughs) America, I haven't read the newspapers for months. Every day somebody goes on trial for murder. America, I feel sentimental about the wobblies. (laughs) (laughs) America, I used to be a communist when I was a kid. I'm not sorry. smoke marijuana every chance I get. Only $2.27. I don't want to work. Maybe it's just looking for the job. I can't study anymore. I'll never teach for a living. I sit in my house for days on end without going out. When I go to Chinatown, I get drunk and never get laid. My mind is made up. There's going to be trouble. seen me reading Marx. The American flag is absolutely meaningless to me still just as it was in the 30s. I won't say the Lord's Prayer. I have mystical visions and cosmic vibrations. America, I still haven't told you what you did to Uncle Max after he came over from Russia. I'm addressing you. Are you going to let your emotional life be run by Time Magazine? I'm obsessed by Time Magazine. I read it every week. Its cover stares at me every time I pass the corner of northwest of Sutter Street and Montgomery Street. I read it in the basement of the Berkeley Public Library. (laughs) Time Magazine is always telling me about responsibility. (laughs) Businessmen are serious. Movie producers are serious. Everybody's serious but me. It occurs to me that I am America. I am talking to myself again. is rising against me.
13: <laughs> <laughs>
12: I haven't got a Chinaman's chance. <laughs> I had better consider all my natural resources. My natural resources consist of two sticks of marijuana, millions of genitals, an atom bomb, and 2,500 mental institutions. <laughs> I say nothing about my prisons or the millions of underprivileged who live in my flower pots. I have very few bordellos and that's all there is. I have abolished my whorehouses in France and Tangiers is the next to go. My ambition is to be president despite the fact that I'm a Catholic. <laughs>
13: America, how
12: can I write a holy litany in your silly mood?
13: <laughs>
12: I will continue like Henry Ford. My strophes are as individual as his automobiles, more so they're all different sexes. <laughs> America, I will sell you strophes at 2,500 apiece, 500 down, and your old is trade in, and the rest of your life is to pay.
13: <laughs>
12: America, free Tom Mooney. America, save the Spanish loyalists. America, Sacco and Vanzetti must not die. I am the Scottsboro Boys. You are! America, when I was seven, my mother took me to a communist cell meeting They sold us bupkis, a handful per ticket, a ticket cost a nickel, and the speeches were free. Everybody was angelic and sentimental about the workers. It was all so sincere, you have no idea what a good thing the party was in
13: 1835.
12: Scott Nearing was a grand old man, a real mensch. Mother Bloor made me cry. I once saw Browder playing everybody must have been a spy.
13: <laughs>
12: America you don't really want to go to war. America it's them bad Russians. Them Russians, them Russians and them Chinamen. <laughs> and them Russians. The Russians are power mad. The Russia wants to eat us alive. She wants to take our cars from out our garages. Her wants to take our factories. Her wants to corrupt our college girls. Her wants to put us all in slave labor camps. Her wants to emaciate us like skeletons. Her wants Malenko or Buganin or somebody to be our boy. Her wants to dictify us. Him big bureaucracy running our filling stations. That's no good. Look, we make Indians learn read. Him need niggers. Pulse! Hermic has all work 16 hours a day. Help! (laughs) America, this is quite
13: serious.
12: (laughs) America, this is the impression I get from reading the newspaper. America, is this correct? (laughs) I'd better get right down to the job. (laughs) it's true i don't want to join the army or turn ladies and precision parts factories i'm nearsighted and psychopathic anyway Great. america i am putting my queer shoulder to the wheel <laughs>
14: a lavar cuando de pronto que nos cayó la migra pensando que nos iba a deportar pidió papeles y le importó muy poco si mi familia se quedaba abandonada pero por eso tenga o no tenga papeles hay que saber sus derechos para poderse defender no tenemos que mostrar ningún papel No tenemos que decirle nada a nadie, menos a la mira, menos a la mira Y si la agarran usted ya sabe qué hacer Tenemos derecho de mantener silencio, tenemos derecho de hablarle a un abogado No tenemos que firmar un documento, porque seguro es para la deportación Si a la miga ojeando por la calle, siga adelante como si no existiera. Porque aunque busquen a quien se dé latino, persiguen a quien empiece a correr. Ongas trucha, tenemos el derecho de andar sin ninguna identificación. Sea cordial y no dé información que la tan- Puede ser su salvación No tenemos que mostrar ningún papel No tenemos que decirle nada a nadie Menos a la migra, menos a la migra Y si la agarran usted ya sabe qué hacer Tenemos derecho de mantener silencio Tenemos derecho de hablarle a un abogado No tenemos que firmar ni un documento porque seguro es para la deportación, ay, 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 lucha raza, que tenemos mucho más derecho del que nos damos cuenta, ahora le hágalo valer, usted también paga impuestos, sobres, es cierto que es muy bonita la confianza, pero la migración, Ella se aventaja, tratan de usar el miedo o la amistad para así ver qué información le sacan. Solo la unión sabemos que en la fuerza de nuestra tierra nunca nos van a sacar. Tenemos mucho más poder del que pensamos, pronto nos educamos y cambiamos hoy la ley ¡Órale! no tenemos que mostrar ningún papel, no tenemos que decirle nada a nadie, menos a la migra, menos a la migra, y si la agarran usted ya sabe que hacer, tenemos derecho de mantener silencio, tenemos derecho de hablarle a un abogado, no tenemos que... Firmar ni un documento porque seguro para la deportación.
15: Lost in community action, justice flowing down, like down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Justice going down, water down water. like water. Clean, water. clean water, safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, free. safe for all. Justice flowing down free. like water. Clean water, safe for all. County gave new industry water, will they waste, pollute, then move away. They won't pay. Drinking arsenic in our wells each day justice flowing down like water clean water safe for all justice flowing down like water clean water safe for all justice flowing down like water clean water safe for all justice flowing down like water clean water safe for all industry uses water up a river trickle left when it comes through town so much careless building and Healthy rivers, grey and clogged and brown. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Little girl, don't read so well. There's a lot that she'll never see. Some say it's the mercury in the fish, of mama mommy. Power plants causing you and me, justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down, like down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Clean water save for all 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 Clean water save for
2: all Okay, this is the Labor and Love show just to remind you In case you didn't know where you were tuned into. The Labor and Love Show. And today we're reminding you of your rights. Okay. This is the website. ACLU. El sitio en la red. ACLU. Derechos de los Inmigrantes. Sale en inglés y en español. Independientemente de su estatus migratorio, usted tiene derechos garantizados por la Constitución. Aprende más aquí sobre sus derechos como inmigrante y cómo expresarlos. ACLU, The American Civil Liberties Union. Por ejemplo... Si agentes policiales preguntan sobre mi estatus migratorio, mantener la calma, no corras, discuta, resista, obstruya al oficial incluso si cree que se están violando sus derechos. Mantenga sus manos do- de donde la policía pueda verlas. No miente sobre su estado ni proporciona documentos falsos. Sus derechos son. Tiene derecho a permanecer en silencio. Y no tiene que discutir su estado migratorio o de ciudadanía con la policía, los agentes de inmigración u otros funcionarios. Cualquier cosa que le diga a un oficial puede luego ser usada en su contra, en la Corte de Inmigración. Si no es ciudadano de los Estados Unidos y un agente de inmigración le pide sus documentos de inmigración, usted debe mostrárselos. Si una gente de inmigración pregunta si pueden buscarte, tú tienes el derecho de decir no. Agentes no tienen el derecho de buscarte o tus cosas sin consentimiento o causa probable. Si es menor de 18 años... Lleve sus documentos de inmigración consigo en todo momento. Si no tiene documentos de inmigración, diga que quiere permanecer en silencio. Si no tiene documentos de inmigración, diga que quiere permanecer en silencio o de que desea consultar a un abogado o abogada antes de responder cualquier pregunta. Okay, mucho más y anda de situación a situación, por ejemplo, me ha detenido la policía o ICE. La policía o ICE están en mi casa. Necesito un abogado. So this site the American Civil Liberties Union advises people what their rights are if they're stopped by um the ICE, the Border Patrol, we used to call it, um, or any policeman, what your rights are. And you do have rights under the Constitution. For example, you have the right to remain silent. Okay, if you don't have documents, they're advising you to remain silent. But in any case, please go to this website and find out what your rights are. El sitio eh, le describe sus derechos ante la ICE. Si sí tienes derechos garantizados por la Constitución, okay. Y buena suerte. Qué cosa en nuestro nuestro país es igual a los sitios en Alemania entre durante los the 1930s where a certain population is living day to day in terror oh and they say oh concentration camps which Miss Cortez called them and which they are but then people say well nobodys they're not getting killed well she's not talking about death camps she's talking about concentration camps the kind that we had during World War II for our uh, Japanese brothers and sisters. Okay, here's where the 2020 candidates stand on labor. Now, which candidates are coming out the best for labor? Let's take a look. For a few days in April, is in in these times, A grocery store chain in New England magnetically attracted Democratic presidential hopefuls. Thousands of stop-and-shop workers were on strike in the biggest private sector walkout in years. We covered that on this show. Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, South Bend, Indiana, former Vice President Joe Biden, and Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota, all joined picket lines to stand in solidarity. Others tweeted messages of support. This is morally wrong what's going on in this country, and I've had enough of it, Biden said. I'm sick of it, and so are you. We got to stand together, and if we do, we will take back this country. I mean it. In May, the labor conflict making headlines was McDonald's workers striking for a $15 wage. Senator Kamala Harris, Julian Castro, Bill de Blasio, Bernie Sanders, Jay Inslee joined street protests. Nearly a dozen others expressed express support for workers. Harris said, we've got to recognize that working people deserve livable wages. Harris said, noting she once worked at McDonald's. I'd say that's progress. We've got a prominent politician nationwide who worked at McDonald's. During the primaries, the presidential candidates have always made a point of showing up at union halls and playing up ties to working people. Biden officially started his campaign at a Teamsters banquet hall, announcing he is a union man. Orrin kicked off her campaign at the site of the 1912 Textile Workers Bread and Roses strike in Lawrence, Massachusetts, also covered on this show. Klobuchar and Senator Kerry Booker mention union members and their extended family while speaking to union audiences. At any rate, the Democratic Party needs to try to get Labor's vote, the votes of white male working people especially, but for all working people. 2016, Donald Trump had the best GOP presidential candidate performance since 1984 with union households, trailing Hillary Clinton by only eight percentage points. In 2012, Mitt Romney trailed Barack Obama in this demographic by 18 points. Okay, so check it out. Um, One point, if you zero in on the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, the answer appears to be most of the leaning candidates are in favor of it. Co-sponsored by 40 senators and 100 members of the House, the PRO Act offers a litany of labor law reforms. A larger context here is that the United States has among the weakest workers' rights protection of any industrialized country, on par with Myanmar, Pakistan, and Ethiopia. Over the past 40 years, employers have aggressively fought unionization through perfectly legal tactics like captive audience meetings, and workers must sit and listen to anti-union presentation or the sometimes-legal firing of striking workers. The PRO Act is a progressive smorgasbord. So let's see where the the people stand. This is in in these times, $15 minimum wage. And we're checking out Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, Buttigieg, O'Rourke, And Booker, card check for union elections, where which makes it easier for uh, organizers to get support for elections and uh, other initiatives. Card check for union elections only among those seven. Budegge is a question mark. Eliminate right to work laws, all of them. Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, Buttigieg, O'Rourke, Booker. Ban permanent strike replacements. This is a method of replacing workers with permanent replacements instead of just hiring them as scabs and laying them off when the strike is over. Biden's a question mark on that one. All the rest are with it. Legalize secondary boycotts and picketing. Biden's a question mark. Sanders, Warren, Harris, Buttigieg, O'Rourke, Booker are all in on that. Ban permanent strike, a single-payer medical for all, healthcare system. Well, Biden doesn't like it. Budigeg is a question mark and O'Rourke is against it. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker are for it. Jobs guarantee. Paid family leave, they're all for it. Extend full labor rights to farm workers. Biden says no. Budigeg says no. O'Rourke says no. The others say yes. Extend full labor rights. Extend bargaining rights to independent contractors. Now, this is a way of bringing labor law into the present day, when what a lot of companies do is they hire people as contract workers. then they don't have to pay them uh, benefits. Expand Social Security. Well, we've got uh, Biden, who's a question mark. Yes, Bernie. Yes, Elizabeth Warren. Yes, Kamala Harris. Question mark, Pete Buttigieg. And Beto and Corey are in. Levy new taxes on rich people. This is how California has been able to ride out the huge losses it took during the the Great Recession. How California recovered was taxing the rich. Levy new taxes on rich people. Everybody but Biden wants it. Biden is a question mark. Require corporate boards have seats for workers. Only two of our leading Democratic candidates... Mr. Sanders and Ms. Warren are in favor of it. The others? I don't know. Why would that be a thing? We don't know. All right. Let's play some music. Um, I want to hear some cafeteras. Let's hear Las Cafeteras Fleetwood Mac first, Peter Green.
16: tengo miedo pero no
2: Okay, um lately reparations have been in in the uh argument, the daily news. People are talking about reparations, and when we talk about this great sin of slavery on which our country was founded and how it grew, there are all some always some strange excuses for slavery slavery, like uh Mr. McConnell kind of ducked the whole issue when he said that uh, he agreed with Obama about something. And the agreement is that both their families at one time owned slaves, people in their families. But Mr. McConnell added that uh, he didn't see why something that ended 150 years ago should be dealt with at all. And, uh, of course, the effects of slavery are ongoing. Again, they're part of the parcel, part and parcel of what built this country. As Malcolm X said, 400 years of cheap labor, of free labor, but beyond that, the entire social and economic structure and cultural structure was built on this idea of slavery. So this is Francesca Ramsey, our decoded correspondent, talking about five excuses now that people have for slavery.
17: I think we know the answer. We talk about race a lot on this show, but thanks to our current election cycle, apparently we have to go back to the beginning to shed some light on the myths people use to justify slavery. Never thought I'd have to say that. Excuse number one. Slaves were well fed, aka the Bill O'Reilly defense. Michelle Obama took a moment during her epic DNC speech to remind everyone that the first family wakes up at a house built by slaves every day, which succinctly drove home the point of how far we've come when it comes to race in America. She also unknowingly cleared the stage for Fox News host and human fart bag Bill O'Reilly to defend slavery. He said that the slaves who helped build the White House were housed and well fed. This argument is similar to some masters treated their slaves well or being a house slave wasn't so bad but here's the thing this argument is immaterial as in it doesn't matter these people were stolen from their homes and families and enslaved if aliens abducted your brother sister and favorite uncle and stuck a feeding tube down their throats while forcing them to build their Emperor's house would you think well at least the aliens fed my family I don't think so. Excuse number two, slaves were happy to have work. Look, you wouldn't forgo a day's pay just because your boss brought in some cupcakes, but you want me to believe that slaves were thankful for the racist undermining of their body, mind, and soul? Newsflash, although you might hate your job, slavery isn't employment. It wasn't voluntary, and it has no comparison to working at a job. Being forcibly taken from your home, put in shackles on a disease-infested ship, and forced to do hard labor from sunrise to sunset is not the same thing as clocking in at Starbucks, okay? Employment is a voluntary position that results in a negotiated paycheck that you can use however you want. Slavery is forced labor. You have no autonomy, no pay, and are subjected to unspeakable violence at the hands of people who undermine and devalue your basic humanity. Excuse number three. Well, America wasn't the only country that had slavery. It's historically 100% correct that many different types of people have been enslaved all over the world. Brazil, for example, has a heinous history of slavery and the majority of Africans in the transatlantic slave trade were sent there. But that doesn't mean you can excuse American slavery by comparison. Even if slavery was common practice when America was doing it, it doesn't make it right. Slavery is bad, and it was always bad, everywhere, no matter who's doing it. Excuse number four. Well, the Irish in America were slaves too. No, they were not. We actually already covered this. Take a look. And high five to us for having so much foresight. We knew y'all would try to use this one again. Class, let's say this one together. Persecution is bad, but not the same as slavery. Excuse number five. Africans sold their own people into slavery. This one is also historically true, but that doesn't absolve European and American slavery or make it okay. It just means that West Africans also have a history to reckon with, just like us. And every modern celebrity that thinks blackface is a joke. And look, all of this is kinda weird considering that most families living in America today immigrated here after slavery was made illegal. And even when it was legal, only a tiny percentage of people ever owned slaves. So why does anyone still try and excuse or downplay slavery? we've got some theories and they cut pretty deep. Many of our founding fathers, and the people most likely to have had the means to have owned slaves, are mythologized as great and pure leaders. And admitting the horribleness of slavery means admitting that white supremacy was an important part of our nation's origin. And while slavery officially ended 150 years ago, it informed the next 150 years of systemic racism and equality that still plagues us today. The blatant forms of racism we still see today, from disenfranchising black voters, to police brutality, are rooted in the fact that people were brought here against their will and treated like they were subhuman. That our country has never really reckoned with it. We have a Holocaust Museum in Washington DC because the world forced Germany to answer for the atrocities that they subjected Jewish people to and millions of other ethnic groups during World War II and it serves as a permanent reminder of that fact. Meanwhile we don't have a National Museum dedicated to exploring slavery because America keeps trying to sweep it under the proverbial rug and insist that generations of African-Americans couldn't possibly be affected by slavery in the long term, even though the exact opposite is proven true. We can't keep ignoring and mythologizing slavery just because facing it head-on makes us feel bad. Part of the healing comes from facing it. The other part of the healing comes from turning off Bill O'Reilly, but that's a totally different video. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time right here on Decoded.
15: Perdona?
18: Excuse
15: me. Yes. Puedes decir como llegar al centro de la
17: Bill Gates in the making. But if you look at the statistics, you're probably not. America is one of the wealthiest countries in the history of the world. No joke. But most people wouldn't believe it if you told them. Why? Because most of us will never see that wealth. The top one-tenth of one percent of Americans have as much wealth as the bottom 90% of Americans combined, which doesn't leave much for the rest of us. So who are the majority of these yacht-riding, sports car-driving, super wealthy elite? I'll give you a hint. Who has historically held the most power in our society? Oh! Oh wait! Um, is it old white guys? Yes! Everybody loses! Out of the 540 billionaires in the United States, just three are black. Hey, Oprah! I see you, girl. So why are the super wealthy super white? Well, that explanation could take all day. But let's look at a few reasons why we have a racial wealth gap in America. First, our education system is still separate and still unequal. 60 years after Brown versus the Board of Education desegregated schools, more than 2 million black students still attend schools where 90% of the student body is made up of people of color. And these schools are more likely to have less experienced, low paid teachers who are less likely to be certified. One reason that schools and communities of color are so neglected is that unlike many other Western countries, our federal government provides very little educational funding. Instead, property taxes are the main source of school funding, and that's where the problem comes in. Let me explain. Take a community filled with million-dollar mansions. The high property taxes paid from those communities funnel into the schools around them. This gives them the money they need for everything from new computers to field trips and certified teachers. Then take a community filled with lower-income housing. A much smaller amount of money is being funneled into the schools in the Those communities, leaving many students attending schools that are literally falling apart with fewer resources to invest in extracurriculars, books, teachers, and all of the other resources needed to prepare students for college and high-paying jobs. But climbing into the 1% is not just about doing well in school. Gaining wealth starts with property. And home is where the prejudice is. Let's look at the national median value of three houses. The white homeowner's house is worth $85,800, the black homeowner's $50,000, and the Latino homeowner's $48,000. Why is there this huge gap? Well, because homes in white neighborhoods are valued higher than in neighborhoods where people of color live. You can trace this back to the passing of the National Housing Act of 1934, which created residential security maps to outline areas in big cities that were safe for real estate investment. Do you see where this is headed? Oh, 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 um, housing discrimination? Yes. Still losing! Existing neighborhoods of scary black folk were redlined, meaning that people in those areas were refused home or business loans because they lived in an area deemed to be a financial risk. For prospective black property owners, this was terrible. If you didn't have the cash to buy up front, there was no way to get a loan for a home or business. To make things worse, blacks were all but barred from buying homes in white neighborhoods, either by restrictive racial covenants, which forbade white people from selling property black folks, or because of threats of violence. So home values declined, driving down the money collected from property taxes, which denied people of color higher quality educations, leading to fewer people of color in high-paying jobs and deepening the racial wage gap. And the vicious cycle of oppression was born, where it became incredibly difficult for black families to amass wealth over generations, which is important because... Thanks to compound interest, Old money is a lot of money. Why are white people the wealthiest people in our country? Basically because they always have been. Have your parents ever loaned you a small amount of money, like $10, 50 bucks? How about a million dollars? Yeah. Mine neither. But that's the small loan that Donald Trump was given from his father that went on to build his billion dollar empire. And it's not just the famously wealthy. Lots of businesses get their start from family loans or investments. The truth is that old money has helped a lot of people build their fortunes. Many of the richest people in America had families that amassed their wealth 70, 100, or as much as 200 plus years ago. Like Jacqueline Mars and Forrest Mars Jr. Both worth 23.4 billion. Their family made a killing by developing the Mars Candy Empire in the early 1900s. Or the DuPont family, who came from French nobility and started the DuPont Gunpowder Company in 1802. Now it's a 200-year-old conglomerate and the family is still one of the richest in the country, worth 15 billion. So why isn't there more old money in the black community? Well, 60 years ago we couldn't even sit at the same lunch counter as white people, let alone start businesses or earn anywhere near as much money as them. And don't forget, only 200 years ago we were considered property and not people in this country. Still not convinced? Consider this. The typical black household has just six percent of the wealth of the typical white household. Now do you see it? Oh! Oh! I do. There are so many reasons why there's a racial wealth gap, and this is only the tip of the iceberg. People of color are routinely discriminated against in terms of labor markets, loans, and wages, and we're not even getting into the prison system. I don't know about you, but I don't need to be a billionaire to be happy in life. But I do believe that we should have an equal opportunity to thrive, regardless of our race or upbringing. And to do that, it's time we fight to create a country that doesn't just work for the 1%, but for all of us. What do you think might help close the racial wage gap? Tell us in the comments below, and we'll see you next week right here on Dacobit. Hey, what's your name?
2: Okay, so that was Francesca Ramsey, one of our two Francescas on this show, talking about two things, excuses for slavery, and why the rich are so white. Why is that? Why is it all white people? Okay, well... This is the B, and uh, we're just about done for today. Remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. Remember, if you don't have a seat at the table where you work, you're on the menu.
5: Speak of so many things making a kind of variety of the program, it requires a lot of different facts of life that we must know about. And when you think about the various nations of the earth. This is the and this is earth, Willie Dixon. The various religions of the earth the various nationalities, the various people, all over the world.
10: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs>
19: They have a fun time at Pam Tastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> isn't it is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the Guyox. <laughs> Lob- little vowel Rich- here, no Den- little vowel here, little vowel here, little vowel here, with, with, here. Side- with, with,
20: with, 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 diamond key. Lady- Left to life flourish.
0: We find that common thread.
16: So, so if you're in your car and you're listening
2: to one radio station, you what need you're radio doing station you're, you're, you're all, all the
8: others. They are they are 3D in on all, all frequencies and you keep them so, so just listen to, to one specific six Saturday, Saturn to two. And really the sound quality, quality good and you understand, understand thing that's playing plain. <laughs> However, however, if your radio, radio is not
2: fine too, too you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. time. <laughs>
10: very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter off inside of blender's bar south Ness avenue san francisco is located between 19th street and 20th street in the mission district open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m or oh, later Counter off of son
20: i actually changed like three times the course of that yeah
2: Welcome. Bender's
0: Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders rotating. Local owners, and a killer it's a great
20: place to hang out. Old
15: Take the one I really love, ain't gonna bring her back no more. Don't a man feel bad when I'm Baby on the coolin' bow So don't a man feel worried when I drive just do On the take, on the ticket, don't you drive so fast Second the one I really love, and seem like every minute will be my
18: last
15: Don't a man feel bad when his sugar on the cool board? So don't a man feel wearin' when I drive back up to his door? Walked in people and puppy wearin' when I drive up to his door? Oh, of heart time, hard
11: dead, mother's dead, mother's mother's
15: dead, love.